Amigos, welcome back to episode one of A Touch on the Box Tales. First of all, I would like to thank you all, Omo, the love and the positive comments I received on my trailer. It was super. I so wasn't expecting this and for that matter, I really and really, from the bottom of my heart, appreciate each and every single one of you for taking your time of normal duty to have a listen. It means a whole lot to me and I promise to do my best to give out the best. If you're new here, I feel super excited to have you here with me. My name is Priscilla, your host for this podcast. Here on this show, I would basically be reading stories from great writers across the world, and I'd also be talking about movies that I enjoy watching, that is lessons learned, nothing serious, and everything in between, and also learn some few English language tips. You feel me? Good. Today, we are going to be reading entitled by Elizabeth Kwashifuvi. Elizabeth is certainly one of the best writers I've come across. She has so many great writers, so you should all head over to her blog and have an amazing read. Link to her blog is right in the description. Please note, I own no rights whatsoever to a story, so if you enjoy the story, all the credit goes to her. The story is in six chapters, so for this episode, we are going to be taking chapters one and two. But before we dive right into this episode, I would love to share with you all one of my favorite scriptures from the Bible, which is Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11. And I read from the Amplified Version. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, Neither is bread to the wise, nor riches to men of intelligence and understanding, nor favor to men of skill, but time and chance happen to them all. You should definitely keep this for the road, okay? Great. Now, grab yourself a hot tea and stay tuned. Chapter 1 of Entitled Makafui strides gracefully through the front doors of Levinson Company Limited. Each step placed as if it had been carefully calculated, her legs moving one in front of the other, boldly and briskly as she enters. The receptionist, a polite young woman, meets her with a radiant smile and asks before she can even offer her greetings. You must be here for the interview, madam, I presume. Yes, Makafui replies smiling and asks if she can direct her to the venue for the interview. Absolutely, she says. Take the elevator and get off on the fifth floor. Turn to your right, you see the CEO's office and some of your colleagues waiting as well. Well, thanks a lot, ma'am, but I prefer the stairs. 
McCaffrey answers. She dashes the petite-looking woman another smile and hurries off to find the interview location. She curses herself as she climbs the last round of stairs, almost breathless, and sees the conspicuous sign on her right which reads, Chief Executive Officer's Office. If only she didn't have a secret phobia of her lips. It wouldn't have taken her so long to get there, and she wouldn't have ended up being the 13th person waiting in line to be interviewed. She straightens the ends of her tight-fitting skirt and adjusts the collar of a neatly ironed long-sleeved blouse as she sits down. She mumbles a soft good morning to the guy sitting directly beside her to her immediate left. He replies as softly and is very straightforward with his hope you're fine to which she notes as if to send out the notion that he isn't interested in further conversation with her. She is the last one on the queue but is somehow certain that other applicants are probably on the way. After all, there is still a good 45 minutes left before the interview process actually begins. She relaxes and pretends to arrange her document. She is not so jittery and unsure as she has always been during previous interviews like this one. Perhaps is it because of how determined she is that this job is going to be hers or is it because her uncle Victor has given her the assurance that the CEO is his good friend and that so long as she mentions him, his chances of securing the job would shoot up. Well, she doesn't know. After all, these days, is it not who you know first before what you know? She squirms at the thoughts and firmly decides she's going to get the job fairly, by her own qualifications. She isn't going to mention his name, even though his offer to help was with the best of intentions. I'm going to get this job fair and square, through my own own efforts because I deserve it and not because of my connections to anybody. She says a bit too loudly than she had meant to. The guy to her left, the one she greeted earlier, turns sharply to look at her. She mumbles an embarrassed sorry and thinks he might find her crazy. Or maybe not. Were they all not nervous after all? She sighs. She has been totally absorbed in her thoughts she doesn't notice that about 10 more people have joined the queue from behind her. She sits up, her eyes skirting around the room, looking for nothing and nobody in particular. It is highly unlikely that she would meet anybody familiar there anyway. Her searching eyes land on a tall lady with a veil covering her head and her long skirt which is well below her knees. She admires a colorful veil silently to herself. Just then, an arguably slim, light-skinned woman emerges from the CEO's office and announces that he, the CEO, is ready for them. She wishes them good luck and gestures the first person in. And to today's idiom of the day, world of good. This means a great benefit. For example, whenever you're feeling down, taking a stroll, should do you a world of good.
Chapter 2 The young man emerges through the door 10 minutes later with an inexplicable look on his face, albeit he looks like he did his best. He smiles silently at everyone and leaves the place quite fast, as if he's supposed to be somewhere else far more important. The queue moves in that order till the gentleman in front of Makafui is motioned to enter. Makafui can feel the surge in adrenaline building up inside her. Calm down, you've got this. She silently reassures herself. All of a sudden, she needs to use the washroom badly. She clenches her fist in anger as she says through gritted teeth, What the hell? Please, not now. Her throat suddenly feels so dry. She worries she might open her mouth and no words will come out during her interview. Alright girl, let's calm down. She repeats to herself, as if her body did not hear her the first time and might probably listen now that she said it a bit louder. You could always chip in uncle if things backfire, remember? She says again to herself. That calms her down a little and she hates herself for it. The sound of the door banging ignites her fears once more. Intensely this time. The guy comes out, he doesn't look up, so she cannot search his face for any expressions. He walks, somehow timidly, out of the arena, her eyes following him, wondering if it had been that bad. Miss, you're next. The secretary's voice echoes through her head, disrupting her thoughts and attention, which have been on the young man all this while. She stands abruptly and arranges her documents, all the while repeating in her mind, You've got this girl. Somehow, her courage is renewed and she's ever determined to ace this interview. As her hands clutch the door handle, turn the knob and she enters the room. She cannot help but notice how well arranged the books and files on his desk are. The personal computer positioned at an angle on his desk, which seemed the height of posh and of course, the exquisite designs and decorations that adorn the office. A rather rare vase is filled with very colorful flowers. A bit too colorful for a man's office maybe, sits conspicuously at a corner of the room. The vase grips her attention the most. Plainly, she is fascinated by its intricacy. The curtains covering the louvers were drawn back to admit some amount of light into the room, she guesses. The air conditioner is on, which makes her a little shivery. Nonetheless, she smiles the beautifully captivating smile she'd rehearsed in front of her dressing mirror over and over again before greeting the dark middle-aged man seated directly opposite to her. Good morning, sir. She stares directly into his eyes. Her own eyes are full of false boldness and she prays in her heart that they don't betray her because she had learned also from the numerous interview tutorial videos that she had watched. The maintaining eye contact in an interview is vital in proving one's confidence level. So although she is melting down with nervousness on the inside, she is fiercely determined also not to take a chance. Good morning, dear, Mr. Ekem Levinson, Blagoji replies. How are you doing, my lady? Please, have a seat. He says all at once. Very well, sir, Makafu replies. As she sits on the plush chair, he gestured towards. You have such a sweet voice. Call me Ekem, he says, 
all casting intermittent glances between her and the sheet of paper he's holding. She does not know whether to just smile or say thank you. Maybe if this was a date and not an interview, she wouldn't be so much on edge. Plus, why is he not being formal with her, calling her his lady and stuff? She's wondering as she sits there. I just went through some of your stuff. You are an interestingly brilliant lady. His voice breaks through the silence. And by stuff, he's referring to the application letter and curriculum vitae that she mailed to them earlier before her return to Ghana from Philadelphia in the United States. Thank you, sir. I'm sorry, Mr. Ekem, she stutters. He kind of giggles and then tells her to relax. She smiles and sits up straight in her chair, expecting the interview to actually begin. Two minutes have already been spent on nothing relevant as far as she's concerned. She wants him to ask her about marketing and finance, about how she intends to execute her duties and bring profit to the company if hired or something along those lines so she can rattle away and show him she did not come to play. You want to know what happens next, right? Then stay tuned for episode two. Oh yes, you seriously have to stay. So, is there anything you've learned so far from this or is there any part of these two chapters that you feel you can relate to? Because for me, I've learned that maintaining eye contact during interviews is very important, improving one's confidence level. Share your thoughts with me, amigos. How was your first interview like? Were you all nervous and shivery? I'll be waiting. Now... My a favorito part of it all. Movie review. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. <laughs> we are going to be talking about Raya and the Last Dragon. So, Raya and the Last Dragon is a Disney animation which was released this very year, 2021. It is a Southeast Asian inspired adventure which introduces a brave girl called Raya in search of a dragon to help her in a quest to save their land, Kumandra most especially her father. For me, the central theme of the movie is trust and teamwork. Indeed, teamwork is the dream work. My favorite character in Raya and the Last Dragon is most definitely Sisidatu. She is the real definition of being highly dramatic and being humorous. She was literally very fun and made the whole show enjoyable to watch. I really liked Tuk Tuk when I was younger. It looked so cute until six years later, it grew up and became so big. Anyway, it was worth it. At least, it became Raya's source of transportation. And I guess that's good. <laughs> However, in all, all the characters executed their parts with fire. If you've not yet watched Raya and the Last Dragon, I would highly recommend it because it's lit. Okay, it's super lit. And now, we've come to the end of this episode. Omo, I feel so sad, but you know what? 
we move. As usual, don't forget to share with your friends, like, comment, and please subscribe to this show on your favorite podcast app. You know what? I'm giving you a minute to subscribe or follow or like on your podcast app. Go ahead. I'm waiting. Mm, I'm waiting. Me, eh? I have all the time in the world. So me, I'll wait for you. Oh, go ahead. Oh, don't worry you. Me, I'm still here. Like, I'm right here. I've gone nowhere. Mm, we are all signing here if you don't subscribe. Mm. Now, are you sure you've subscribed or followed or liked? Have trust issues, but I would definitely trust you on this one. Click on the link in the description to follow Elizabeth on Instagram at the GH. You can also follow me at attach underscore on underscore the box deals. Until our second episode next week, Wednesday. Adios, amigos.